Hi, my name is James Ramos. I am a licensed general contractor at Ramos Design Build. While my core business and expertise is construction and development, I own several businesses in two other arenas, real estate, including sales, finance, and insurance, and construction product companies like cabinetry, flooring, and interior design firm that creates jaw-dropping impressions when someone walks through the door. These three areas allow me to be a better builder and solely focused on luxury homes valued at over $1 million. We service every facet along the residential home journey. Buy, sell, design, build, finance, furnish, and maintain. I have won 10 National Aurora Awards for standout kitchen and bath design and build projects. And the Ramos family name is synonymous with thousands of successful residential and commercial construction projects in the Southeast United States since 1956. Let Ramos Design Build help you with the home of your dreams today. Call 813-259-1111 or go to RamosDesignBuild.com. Let me help you make your dream a reality. The real estate market is open. Ramos Design Build, the Tampa Bay's premier construction company. This is a program where the real estate experts are live. Whether buying, selling, building, or designing, Ramos has the answers. Now, here's the area's best resource for all things real estate, James Ramos. We're here. This is the Move With Me radio program. My name is James Ramos. I have a special guest today. His name is Wayne Einhorn. Wayne is from Ontario, Canada. He has a vast amount of experience in the real estate industry. Welcome, Wayne. Thank you very much, James. So, Wayne, you work for Enterprise Performance Group. It's a consulting operation based out of Ontario. Tell, tell us a little bit about how you got to where you're at. Well, you know, that's a great question, James. I, I've been an entrepreneur <laughs> my whole life. I, I've been working with successful people. And, and you know, I, I've never met somebody, James, that hasn't failed their way to success. And certainly that was my story. I encountered some failure and then got some great success. And well, what I wanted to commit my life to was helping entrepreneurs kind of shorten that distance, if you will, between the learning and the success. And, and so that's what I do. Yeah, I met you back in, I think it was Texas. That's right. Yeah, that's so exactly right. you were, you were, you were presenting at, a, at a, one of the Remax conventions, and I ended up stopping after and I went and shook your hand and but I was I had been impressed from the start um, you work with us on a, um, a, I think for five years now right yeah it's, it's been uh, I would say it's been all of that James and what a great ride it's been just a real privilege to work with you guys yeah so all the way from Ontario you're consulting a guy you know in Tampa Florida so so let's talk a little bit about that because it's um, you know there's a lot of similarities you know obviously when you're operating an entrepreneurial type business um, and then specifically in the real estate operation. So what did you think about um, you know what, what would you say about our little operation we have down in Tampa Bay? Well, you know it's interesting because our, our you know our farthest customers are in Europe and South Africa. You know what's interesting, James, is that the real estate business really you know, is about people and, and, and leadership and service and deli you know, delivery of value to customers. And so, you know, when I looked at your company, one of the things that I was committed to right out of the gate and just excited to work with you guys uh, about is, is how you guys are committed to those ideals, to serving, uh, your, you know, providing value to your people and, and leading the market, really being innovative. So God, so you have clients all the way in South Africa and, and in Europe, throughout the United States and in many parts of Canada. Let me rewind a little bit back, Wayne, so we can introduce you properly to the listeners out there. So you started in the real estate business. I mean, how did you, I know you, 
before you went into consulting, you had a rather large brokerage yourself. Yeah, you know what, James? I got into real estate right out of high school. I mean, I think some people have real estate in their blood, and, and certainly, and I think you're one of those folks, too. I know you grew up in this business, and, you know, I was just attracted to it. I was attracted to the people and, and to, to, as I said, the ability to drive value. And so I sold for a bunch of years, and then I, I started my own company and, and operated that successfully successfully for a number of years before I sold it and went back and got an MBA at an Ivy League university. And really the goal that, uh, that I had when I did that MBA was getting out and helping others. And, uh, and that's kind of how, I, I guess, the, the, the short form of how I got to Texas to meet you. Yeah. So, you know, on your web and, and many of the discussions we've had, your three pillars are knowledge, volition, and action. Can you talk a little bit about that and how it applies yeah. to brokerages? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it really you could apply it. My expertise, particular area of expertise is the, the real estate and mortgage business, but you could really, James, apply it across any spectrum. I mean, if you think about knowledge, uh, you know, I've got to know that people have to know what to do. They have to know how to, uh, you know, what, what the next step is, if you will. Volition is that I, you know, I really have to be able to implement. I mean, if you think about it, you know, I, it, the knowledge without implementation is, is absolutely, it's not going to be of any, any value to you. And the volition really is the why, you know, why I, I want to do that. I mean, we talked about serving people. I know you are a great uh, a proponent or, or an example uh, of servant leadership. You know, that's an example of volition. And then action, obviously, you know, we got to go out and do it. I mean, work ethic is so important, and uh, we've got to be able to, to kind of start the engine up in the morning and get things done, get the action uh, uh, complete. Yeah, I mean, speaking of servant leadership, I appreciate your compliments. You know, when you talk about servant leadership and you look at it on the web, it speaks, you know, from way back, right, from the days of Christ and, and um, how he led by way of, you know, serving others, you know, and then now today, much of it is in my book, but now today it's sort of rather than having that, you know, triangle where the boss is at the top, you know, it's a, it's completely turned upside down where you have, you know, everyone above you that you potentially serve. But, you know, in a lot of cases it's hard, you know, so it's, it, when I say hard, it's, it's, um, you know, you want to pave that road and you want to, you know, hope that folks, uh, understand it. And they go the right direction, number one. And yeah. they, they hoped, you know, you hope that they, um, you know, work uh, hard to drive down it, you know, and, and spin off and pave other, you know, roads that come off of it, you know. So yeah. um, it's a struggle, you know. Yeah, I, I totally get it, James. And I, I don't know if you'd agree with this, but it's, I think one of the reasons it's so hard is because it's not the way, it's not the normal way. You know, the normal way is the, is the triangle. Is that iron fist. Yeah, this yeah. is the way hey, it's going to be done, and yeah, and, and we're going to micromanage the daylights out of folks, and uh, and uh, and and that's not servant leadership, obviously. And and the other part, I think, again, I don't know if you'd agree with this, James, but the other part of servant leadership is it really takes some work and sacrifice, you know, and uh, you, you you can't just kind of wake up one morning and go, hey, I look in the mirror and say, hey, I'm I'm going to be a servant leader. You got to be completely committed to it. Uh, because it's going to require an investment in the people that you're serving, just like your example of Christ. Yeah, I mean, it, and one of the things that you've always preached is it's it's it doesn't translate well to everyone. Um, uh, you know, at when you first think of it, you 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 hear it, and it's like, oh, we're just going to let everybody do what they want, and and it's <clears> not that way at all. It's holding people accountable. It's giving them you know goals and and setting you know setting direction you know in tandem with them. 
and it's you know speaking you know having that tough love um, when yeah. when when you need to deliver the message, you know, it's it's not about you know, hey, here's the you know leash and just go go at it and take that ten foot leash, you know, hundred feet, <laughs> and then come back yeah, and we'll totally. talk about it a year later. Totally, and I think you know that's another reason uh, that that it, it's so difficult for people to execute on servant leadership, James, is they they kind of. Uh, kind of equate it to abdication of leadership, right? Like, we'll just, uh, hey, James, uh, you know, uh, here, go do this, and if you need a hand, call me, I'll be your servant. And and nothing could be further from the truth. It, frankly, requires the highest level of, of leadership, the highest level of commitment in terms of making sure people, first off, have the tools to do the job. And, and we talked about some of the tools, one of them being knowledge. And the second part is, you know, as a servant leader, having the courage uh, to hold them accountable. You know, and so uh, it, it, to be able to, to say, hey, hold them accountable to what they committed to do and then serving them in a the manner of making sure they have the tools to correct whatever didn't go in the right in, in the first place. Uh, you know, and, and that, agreed. Agreed. Well, I'm talking uh, with Wayne Einhorn. Wayne is with Enterprise Performance Group. It's based out of Ontario, Canada. Um, you can find Wayne at edi-performance.com. But what I wanted to set out for the listeners out there is to basically say, okay, so here's the situation. So you have a real estate brokerage, and what that means is, is you know, let's speak, you know, just specifically for the state of Florida, but in most states it applies. Every single sales associate, when you get a real estate license, you become a sales associate, okay? And you work for, legally, you have to hang your license with with one broker, one singular broker. So when you look at a brokerage, it's it's a mass of of independent contractors. So it's a multitude of small businesses. Some are are singular, you know, one person, some are, you know, two person teams, some are, are mega teams, you know, over, over 10 and some are anywhere in between. So, you know, I like to equivalize it to, you know, a, a major league baseball team, you know, so you have the farm leagues, you have the minor leagues and, and, um, there's folks in the big leagues, you know, there's people that have, um, you know, tremendous years of experience and there's people that are freshly out of, um, uh, you know, taking the test, they may have, you know, work-life balance experience. Um, but you know, it's a challenge. And, and when Wayne talks about servant leadership, it's really paving that road for, for folks to, um, really go out and, and build their organization. You know, there are many organization within, you know, within our organization, it's supporting them. It's, you know, almost like building the field and hope that they, that they, you know, they love it and we recruit them and we retain them and, and hope that they stay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, you said a whole mouthful there, James, around, I think one of the things that, that just came to mind when you're talking about is the magnitude of the decision that we make both as an agent and a con or a consumer when we're talking about, uh, or trying to make a decision around who to deal with in the real estate industry. It's the, the, the ramifications are tremendous. It's the biggest decision for both of those stakeholders for agents and consumers, biggest decision they'll ever make. You know, and what's, what's most interesting about it is, is which I've talked a lot about is, is that each of these agents are dealing with, um, the, the largest transaction one can make for their family. So it's, so it's a very serious, um, you know, operation. We have a lot of fun doing it. And, um, you know, we take every client and customer, um, you know, you know, for, for, for them to be sacred and, and do what we can to, to drive um, whatever momentum that they're trying to do, whether it's finding a home or renovating a home or doing all the things that we try to do. So we're going to take a quick break, Wayne. We'll be back after a few messages. This is James Ramos with the Move With Me radio program.
Hey, we're back. This is James Ramos with the Move With Me radio program. I have the pleasure of having my friend and consultant, Wayne Einhorn. He's from EDI Performance out of Ontario, Canada. You can find him at edi-performance.com. So we were just talking about servant leadership. And what I want to move to, Wayne, is the importance of and why an agent chooses a broker and why the consumer and how important it is to choose the right agent to work with. But let me take a step back and give the size of the prize here. So in the United States alone, there's over 110,000 brokers. There's over a million agents, roughly 5 million transactions every year that occurs in the United States. You know, one of the things that I saw the other day, Wayne, is, is, you know, our inventory is low down here in Florida. I know you come and visit quite often. In Hillsborough County, the inventory, the months of supply is 2.4 months. It's the lowest that I've ever known in Pinellas County, which is our neighbor on the water, is around 2.7 months. So when you talk about, you know, firstly, an agent choosing a brokerage, I mean, what's going through their mind and how important is it? Well, uh, you know, first of all, I think that, you know, when it, let's talk about how important it is, James, it's at bar none, it's the most important career decision they'll ever make. I mean, quite literally, the brokerage that they choose to associate with will, will have a lasting impact either positively or negatively on their entire career. And also it's going to have an impact on their customers, on every single customer, because obviously as brokers, we get to touch the service level that, that the agent can offer their customers. So, you know, when I, it's certainly, it's not an understatement at all when I say it's absolutely the most important decision that they'll make in their entire career. I mean, what do you see as like the building blocks and, and what should they be looking at when they have that interview with the broker? Yeah, you know, I think I always look at it, James, and certainly you and I have talked about this uh, at length in terms of the importance of values and and having a common set of values. And so I, I think of things like integrity. You know, how long is, have uh, have and and kind of an illustrate uh, illustrator of that is how long have the has the broker been in the business? You know, are they new in the business or have they been in the business for years and years and years and years? Um, I think of innovation. You know, and particularly today, I think, you know, the, the, there are so many, uh, so many, the, the, the leads in real estate are so fragmented. You know, is there, uh, is there an innovation? I, I think of not just training, because I think that's common across the industry. Everybody talks about training, but what are people doing to drive leads? Uh, and so certainly innovation is going to be important also. Um, and then the last part of it is leadership. You know, what kind of leadership do we have around, um, around, uh, you know, around, uh, actually, I'm going to add one more. Sorry, James, leadership. And then the last part is, is what services do I have for my customer? You know, and so as an agent, what, you know, what have I got to offer my customer? Is it, is it kind of a one-trick pony? Is it, hey, the broker answers the phone, or do they have a suite of services? So those, those would be the four things that I would, I would advise people look for. Yeah, specifically innovation is what we we strive to, um, you know, and, and it's kind of like what you said. I mean, it's about, you know, the key building blocks is not just, um, you know, the knowledge, but it's the, the, it's the volition. And it's also, um, you know, the action of actually getting getting things done. But speaking of leads and, and the fragmentation, um, you know, do you think typical agents come and they expect leads from a broker? I think, you know, I think as a, as a rule of thumb, James, they, they don't, uh, or if they do, they, they generally don't. But sometimes if, if a broker, if, you know, brokers will say, oh, I can give you leads, 
most brokers don't have the ability to, to do that. You know, they they really haven't done the research. Uh, they, they don't have the knowledge, you know, back to doing the research, the tools, and they haven't made the investment. And, uh, and you know, one of the things I know that you guys have done a great job of is, is those those elements is, you know, you've done the research. I mean, you guys have done an incredible amount of research on how to drive leads in the industry. And, and then the other part of it is the investment, a tremendous investment in, in not just the, the, uh, the web capital in terms of the, the web real estate to, 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 to service customers and drive them to your organization and drive them to, to, uh, to agents, but also the, the, the actual sort of intellectual property of, you know, how to incubate a lead, how to get that lead from, from, uh, from a click to, uh, to a sale. And right. you guys have just done a great job of that. Yeah. I mean, one of the things about leads, you know, when, when people say, Hey, uh, you know, we can provide you leads. It, it's, it's about not just the leads, which is very important and it's very difficult and very costly, but it's also, you know, the means of actually getting a lead to, a closing, you know, and, mm-hmm. and like you mentioned, I mean, one of the things that we provided, you know, we first started with technology and, you know, uh, when you look back it it should have had people first and then the technology, but we have the people in place. Um, we've, we've obviously started with the technology and then the process, um, we're improving, you know, week over week. Um, and we're seeing great results. You know, we never had, um, you know, when you think about Remax, Wayne, I mean, you know this more than anyone, but um, it's it had always been a place that was started in 1972 by Dave Linegar. Um, it was one of the first brokerages that um, uh, could be franchised. And he, he grew to the largest organization, real estate organization. Now he's on the New York Stock Exchange. And, you know, there's... Uh, a lot of books and, and, and content about it on the web about Remax's, you know, growth. But, um, you know, one of the things that, that I and, and Zoe, my partner had wanted was, you know, some sort of ground where you could take somebody that was a, you know, they had that work life experience, you know, they weren't just fresh out of high school or college, but they had that work life experience and they wanted to, to put their hat into the real estate game and become an agent. So they go out and they, you know, get their license and there was really no place in Remax for us to take them in unless somebody recruited them and put them on a team. And we've created this, um, this great environment. It's called the Ramos group. Um, and it allows, it's sort of like the minor leagues. Um, but a lot of these folks are not minor at all in, in any, you know, um, stretch of the, of, of the word. It's just that it's a, you know, they're new into real estate. They have, you know, tremendous experiences in a multitude of different, um, areas like technology, banking, um, insurance, you know, flat out sales, and they're coming in and it's a pretty rigorous program where, you know, they're having constant, um, you know, interaction with the team lead. Her name is Lisa Moore. She has over 25 plus years of experience. Um, and she's walking them through the things and collaborating and, and being that servant leader that someone would expect in any organization. Um, and it's been, it's, 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 um, you know, fantastic results. I mean, some of these agents are doing, um, at minimum, they're starting off and doing one closing a month. And, you know, when you ask the average agent, um, you know, after a year or two, they're like happy to have three in a yeah, year. Totally. <laughs> totally. Well, and you know what, James, as you're describing the process, I mean, I had a kind of ringside seat of watching you guys, um, invest thousands of hours in, in, in the process. 
invest hundreds of thousands of dollars in the technology in the process. And, and I think, you know, back to your question of, hey, if I was an agent or giving an agent advice, yeah, I'd be asking the broker uh, to, to illustrate, just as you have, exactly what their pro- process looks like because mo- they won't have one. Most of them don't. And the amount of, uh, as I said, the time and, and, and money that you guys have invested in your commitment to that is, is really industry-leading. I don't, I don't know of anyone else in the country that has done uh, that, to, that has invested to that level and, frankly, gotten that level of success. Yeah, I don't know if it translates um, to every agent that's in our organization. We have over 80 um, but I do know that um, that the folks that are in the program, uh, the folks that are now out of the program that have graduated and um, are now working on their own or have joined other teams, I think that um, you know they look back and it's it's a, a, a wonderful experience because it's so similar to how a typical organization um, you know develops people. You know, you don't just throw somebody that comes out of you know college into a cubicle and expects them to, you know, not interact with other people, um, and and expect that they can just, you know, walk down or drive down that road and and not have any support. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's what the what most agents are faced with, right? Is is they kind of get a license and and they, you know, they they're they're they go to work for a, go to be associated with a broker and they just don't have that support. And and it's it's why our industry has such a high failure rate with new people. Yeah, you know, I saw um, in in Florida. I think I mentioned, but um, there's like over five five to six seven listings, something like that, per agent in the state of Florida. So when you look at Wayne, when you look at um, you know that consumer actually picking the agent, speak speak to that. You know, well, again, I mean, if you think about the you know the the kind of magnitude, James, of real estate and the average consumer's portfolio, it's the biggest investments they'll ever make. So just like it's the agent's most important decision about their career, it's probably a consumer, one of the consumer's most important decisions in their life because they're really investing in the biggest asset uh, they're going to own. And uh, and so, you know, doing the research in terms of, uh, first of all, the person, the agent, and then also the brokerage with, with whom they're associated, absolutely critical. Yeah, I mean, with all the technology, which we'll get to in the next half, um, and all the different ways that people are getting their information online, it's um, you know it's sort of uh, it's it's kind of confusing as to how you can actually find that agent and what the true value is of of of, of a true truly good real estate agent and brokerage. But uh, we're going to take a quick break. This is James Ramos with the Move with Me Radio Program. We'll be back after a few messages. All right, we're back. This is James Ramos. I'm here with Wayne Einhorn. Wayne is the owner and CEO of EDI Performance. EDI is uh, based out of Ontario, Canada. E stands for Enterprise Performance Group. Um, He's a consultant. He has um, a number of years of experience. I don't want to date you, Wayne, but um, you got a lot of experience with buying and selling corporations, helping others uh, buying and selling corporations, consulting them. And one of the things that I that I liked about you, Wayne, is is that there's so many consultants in the real estate industry. Um, you know, you were specific, you know, which which touched to motivating and and doing all the the basics for uh, real estate agents, and then they also try to go after and and consult in the same manner with brokerages. What I liked about your organization and and your your uh, you know leaders in your organization, you guys come at it as you know. 
being a a consultant to the company owner and cultivating, yeah. you know, helping me uh, cultivate value in my organization. And I appreciate Absolutely. that. Well, and thank you, James, for that recognition and that acknowledgement. I mean, there's a lot of great companies, as you say, that deal with the, the with realtors at large in the industry. Certain our focus from day one uh, has been on owners. It's our commitment, uh, and, and just where uh, you know where we believe we can provide the most value. Yeah, and speaking of value, you know, it's it's one of the things that um, you know Adam Contos talks about. Uh, he wrote in my book. Um, he wrote the forward. And he had said, you know, which, which I'm going to, you know, say, cause I, I read a little bit of it the other day. I was like, God, Connie, I need to read this book again. But, um, he had mentioned that I was a great cultivator of value. And, and, um, you know, when you look back at the things that we've done, we started in 2011, you know, so we're, we'll do 1500 transactions this year. We have, you know, a malt, you know, we have four locations, we have over 80, 90 agents, um, and a lot of the people that we're associated with that are in our organization, I'm so proud. You know, I go to these meetings and I see all the great stuff that they're doing, um, you know, whether it's, you know, how they've how they've managed to sell the amount of volume that they've sold, the amount of transactions that they do, you know, how they're taking care of the agents. But when you look at, um, you know, cultivating value and you take a deep breath and you step back, Wayne, and you look at, you know, how many different ways these consumers are getting um, intersected, if you will, um, it's, it's overwhelming. You know, you have Zillow, you have realtor.com, you have Trulia, you have Redfin, you have a multitude of brokerages you have in those brokerages, you have agents running their own videos and their own Facebook postings and, and asking people, Hey, do you want to get value? Um, you don't want to get a, you know, market analysis of your home. You have agents that are knocking on doors. Um, what do you think, you know, just speak on behalf of, of the consumer and, and what's going through their head when they decide to partner with an agent? Well, you know, it's a, it's, there's more noise today than ever. Uh, I mean, 25 years ago, James, we would uh, get consumers calling out of the yellow pages because they didn't know where to find a realtor. Um, today, there's, uh, by the time the average consumer uh, gets to the point of making a real estate decision, they've been literally bombarded with, with hundreds and hundreds of messages from everybody, as you say, with, from the Zillows of the world who are, we are sort of disruptors or intermediaries who try to get in the middle of the transaction between the realtor and the consumer, uh, right down to, to, to realtors that are marketing. And, uh, but you know, at, at the end of the day, I, that the decision really, it still has to be a personal one. You know, you really, I think, have to get get face to face with people and and start to inquire about what kind of value uh, that they can bring to you and your family. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, we we had a group um, meeting with with the leaders in the organization, and and Lisa had brought up something that was really interesting, and she said, you know, the greatest about dealing in homes two to four hundred thousand dollars, it's typically one of their first homes, you know, in the beginning of their life, if you will, of, of owners, home ownership. And she loved dealing in that arena. Not that she would turn away a million dollar listing, but she loved sure. dealing in that, in that arena because they truly, um, or are looking at her as a consultant and, and, um, and since it's one of their first transactions in home ownership, they're going to call on her, um, throughout their life. You know, where, yeah. you know, upsizing and then all the way to downsizing and potentially moving to um, something that's um, a, a lot uh, less costly in their in their later years. But um, and one of the things that she said, which was interesting, was was, you know, they call her for pretty much anything that relates to the home. 
Mm. And and it was sort of an eye-opening, you know, thought when you're like, if you're, you know, thinking of innovation and how do you get these leads and how do you cut through the clutter, you know, you know, what is that agent to do? Because it's overwhelming. You, you know, at the end of the day, you, you see, you know, what 80% of the business is done by the top 20% of the agents, you know, it's that same math, you know, so yeah. when somebody's new, they've, they may have had, you know, tremendous success in other areas of, of business. And now they come into this world because of all the benefits um, that come by way of, you know, working for yourself and, and being in real estate and the, you know, trying to get to the, you know, to their, to their dream. Um, it's overwhelming. And, and, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's helping that person get from point A to point Z. It's walking them through, it's being a consultant to them, you know, and really listening and understanding what their family wants, um, and not pushing on them, you know, product, um, or services that, that are not really relevant, something that they can't afford. Um, but you know, what is your, I mean, what is your take on that? I mean, tell us, you know, a little bit about what you think, you know, the best agents, you know, have, um, when, you know, that you've seen in, in, in many of the brokerages that, that you consult with. Well, let me talk I mean, about what's their, different. what's their secret sauce. Yeah, well, let me talk. I, I think, you know, James, I, I just as you were talking, I thought, well, hey, what's different, you know, and, and, and about the, the industry in terms of what uh, you guys do uh, in, your, uh, in your model. And, and it was funny when you were talking, and you were talking about Lisa and, and uh, you know, really taking the approach of, hey, I'm going to get a customer who, from A to Z for life. You know, that doesn't surprise me because that is servant leadership at its finest. You know, I'm going to serve these people for their whole lives, right? And that, to me, James, is what your organization is all about. And, you know, back to differentiation for a minute, what's different? The other part of it is, you know, that you mentioned is, hey, people need more. Like, real estate has so many moving parts. And, you know, you guys have the, first of all, your own personal experience relative to building and renovate, renovating. Uh, you know, you've got one of the, you're one of the finest custom home builders as well. Um, you know, the, 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 the uh, experience that you have and, and, and the associations that you have uh, through some of your organizations relative to being able to bring that level of service to customers is something that you don't experience at any other company. You know, and so when I think about things that, uh, that, you know, are available that you guys make available in the industry, it's really special, you know, both for agents and consumers uh, to be able to experience that in the transaction. Because all of those things, James, that you guys bring to the transaction, they, 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 yes, they serve the consumer, but they also take stress away from everybody. You know, because those are the things that we get stressed out about, right? There's a renovation that has to be done. We need a kitchen. We need a bathroom. We, you know, we, we've got uh, even things like, gosh, you know, who am I going to deal with, with in terms of my title insurance? And all of the things that you guys have brought uh, in-house to make it such a seamless, a seamless transaction for folks is truly remarkable. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and, and I think that, um, you know, what you're saying is, is right on. Uh, when you do look at the top agents and you try to, you know, peel back that onion, if you will, and try to look at and say, you know, just like in anything, you know, whether it's sports or, you know, leaders in, in organizations throughout the world and why they've, they've been successful. But I truly think that, you know, there's this consultative piece that no technology mm -hmm. can take the place of that need any, um, you know, handshake um, you know, uh, speaking directly and, and supporting someone through the most difficult, um, if you will, 
Um, we try not to make it that difficult, but but the the largest uh, you know and most intimate transaction that one can make for their family. I, th- I think it's a big responsibility. Yeah, and, and to have one to be able to have one. I mean, how long have you guys been in the real estate business in the Tampa Bay area? My dad started in construction um, in 1956. He had eloped wow. with my mom, and uh, he had to <laughs> he had to go to night school and and um, figure it out. You know, we wow. we added the. Uh, my brother said the other day. You know, what's what's funny is is that you know, dad had a construction business. He was a general contractor. He had a flooring, um, you know, a business that did installations throughout the Southeast U.S. for mostly commercial. And he also had a products company. So we've all kind of built that same organization or rebuilt it back to what how yeah. you know how he started. Um, and then we added the layer of real estate brokerage, um, which is pretty unique. Yeah, well, think about that for a second. I mean, you can't be successful in any business for 60 years if you don't, uh, if you're not really good at what you do and providing tremendous customer service. And what made me think of that, James, when you talked about stress, you know, you, what takes the stress away is knowing, hey, I'm dealing with folks here that have been 60 years in this business that have a have a reputation of 60 years of service and innovation. Yeah, I, that's, um, you know, it, that's it's pretty overwhelming when you think about it and you know how my dad got started um and and you know i'm the youngest of five boys as you know so all of our family has was literally um you know put food on the table for over 60 years in in the real estate industry and it's and it's been pretty fantastic so um, we're going to come back after a few messages. This is James Ramos with the Move With Me radio program. I'm here with Wayne Einhorn. We have one more segment, and we'll be back after a few messages. We're back. This is James Ramos with the Move With Me radio program. So let's go right into innovation. We talked about servant leadership. We talked a lot about my organization and what, Wayne, you've brought to the organization and how you see it. Let's take uh, let's do this little exercise. OK, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. I'm so here. tell me tell me this first. How many years have you been in the, in, in real estate? Oh, you're going to date me now, James. Well, I, I got it. I got into real estate. Believe it or not, James, I got into real estate out of high school when I was 18 years old. I'm 53, so that's 35 years. Okay, so 35 years. We are going to get in a little uh, helicopter and we're going to fly five years ahead. I want to hear mm-hmm. your take on where where you see um, the industry and how this consumer out there is to. Um, uh, find their home. So let's just say I'm a I'm a consumer. I'm moving from uh, New York, and all the earthquakes and hurricanes and and all those bad things going up in the Northeast, <laughs> and coming down to Florida. How am I to find my agent? Well, I, you, you, first of all, I want to encourage people to do that because it's 15 degrees the Northeast day. We always start our calls off with how cold it is in Ontario. <laughs> All right. So, so all, all joking aside, so so looking in the future, how is this consumer going to be finding their agent? Well, I think there's a couple of things. I mean, first of all, the you know real estate, James, has been the 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 investment of choice, uh, you know, for for over a hundred years, and I think that is something that's going to continue, and particularly South Florida. I mean, you guys are positioned so incredibly. Uh, relative to obviously we talked about climate we're joking around but you know so many factors are driving are drive south florida as a place where 
uh, and particularly the Tampa Bay area, even to be more specific, is a place where consumers ought to really be looking at, you know, at investing their money. So the first thing I would say is, hey, if I was looking at the future, uh, the first thing I'd say is, hey, you got to get down there and invest. You know, because it's it's all everything looks uh, like it's it, it'll be the this really is the best time in your life to move to to invest in that area. Right. And then, how and do then, you think they're going to be finding uh, those agents? And what are the agents, well, you know, to do to be prepared for the future? Well, and, and so industry statistics tell us that ninety two percent, over ninety two percent of people start their search on the internet, right? And and that's a, that's a natural for folks because I mean it's so convenient. You know, if, if we we were using the example of somebody sitting up north, or it doesn't matter if you're you're a local resident, you're most likely to get onto a website and start shopping around in neighborhoods, uh, you know, and, and obviously, I mean, you're associated with the Remax brand. Remax.com is the best website relative to being able to look at real estate, but that's usually where, where consumers, consumers, uh, uh, consumers, um, uh, search starts is on the internet somewhere. Okay. So, and then from, yeah, yeah. It's just, well, I was just gonna, I was just going to say from there, James, they've got to, you know, I, I think, you know, where people may go wrong uh, a little bit or, or wrong is the wrong word. They get a little bit steered astray is they start looking at real estate instead of instead of looking at people, you know. And, and so I think that, you know, as we look as those intermediaries and as those uh, those uh, mediums are, uh, you know, are, are, are providing a lot of that information that we talked about. It's still a people business, you know. I still have to find somebody that I can trust to uh, to, to 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 entrust the largest one of the largest investments I'm going to make in my life. Yeah, you know, I'm going to fill in here, and and here's what I'm passionate about. I think the first, you know, firstly, I think when you're dealing with internet leads, let's just talk about internet internet leads. Um, due to the statistics, it's obviously very important. So when you're dealing with these internet leads, it's very important for the agent to have a pitch. You know, you have to tell people. Um, you know, not only your name and, and, and what organization you work, work for, but for the most part, your credibility, you know, why you're passionate about what you do and, and all the solutions and services that you can potentially provide. So having that pitch is, is vastly important. And also, you know, it's the, it's the business acumen that follows, you know, long days, weeks, months after. Not everybody is interested in buying today. You know, so if they're interested, but what's what's a fact is, is if they're interested um, and they filled out their name on an Internet, um, you know, real estate and the lead happens to get to you, they definitely are in the mood um, or in the future. They're going to buy something. It's not like they're just doing it just because they have fun having people call them back. Um, they're they're in the in the market, you know, whether it's, you know, immediately in the next 30 days or in the next year or two. Um, that's the the opportunity for um, technology to kind of take place. So, um, you know, it reminders and things that, that an agent could, could have support and help um, from a technological yeah. standpoint, standpoint and having a good CRM that, that yeah. helps them, you know, keep, keep in touch. And I think, you know, one thing is having a good pitch. The other thing is following up uh, periodically in some methodical way. Um, and yeah. it's a proven, you know, it's a proven way to, to do things. And, and a lot of times, you know, I'll talk with people and, you know, and they, 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 you know, they're, they could be very successful and they've, you know, talk with an agent if they're not, or talk with a consumer. And if they're not interested in buying in 30 days, that, that's it. You know, they never get a call back. Well, and you know, what's interesting about that, James, is that they just haven't had the experience in incubating internet leads. And, and obviously you guys have, and, and it's interesting because it's, you know, we, 
talking for a few minutes on how to incubate uh, an internet lead, it doesn't do service to the to all the time and energy and the hundreds of steps I've seen your steps that you guys have, and and what drives that requirement for that process, you know, you talked about the, the if we look at you know what, what the way it used to be versus the way it, the way it is today, it used to be somebody called on a sign, right? They're kind of sitting in the driveway, and so they didn't start start calling agents until their search was quite advanced. You know, I'm kind of sitting in Tampa, and I'm, I'm in a driveway, and I'm calling, hey, James. Today, because of the ease or the access to information, obviously through the Internet, people search starts way before. So I might not be thinking of buying until next year, but me and my wife, it's the weekend, and we're sitting looking at houses in Tampa. And that's why that incubation period or process becomes, a, or the, the, the step-by-step that you guys have, becomes so critically important for people. You know, and, and as you say, I think most brokers will try to, you know, if an agent's talking to a broker, say, hey, you know, hey, broker X, what do you do to incubate leads? You know, they'll give you the two or three minute, you know, hey, here's what we do. It's way bigger than that. And, and you guys have it nailed. Yeah. During that incubation period, you know, is one thing. And once that, you know, and, and if you do it well, you will, you know, get those, those, um, you know, those transactions that are completely uh, complementary to, you know, your sphere of influence and the things that potentially is putting food on your table. And, um, you know, it gives, uh, agents an opportunity to, to add team members when you have too many leads to, to deal with. It gives agents the opportunity to grow and it gives agents the opportunity to, you know, um, build relationships with people that, um, they've interacted with over the web, you know, so there's no dinners, there's no country clubs you have to join. It's all about answering the phone, getting the questions, um, listening and 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 putting it into a good system that can allow you to you know keep up with them, and um, you know we're we're happy that we have uh, that process. We I think we have we started a little bit over a year ago, and we have over twelve thousand people that are in our database. Um, some of which have obviously bought homes already, and some of which have not. Some of which have decided not to move to Tampa, you know, the Tampa Bay area at all. But for the most part, you know, they're they're getting touched and dripped upon. Um, on a, on a monthly basis, which is, which is good stuff, you know? So one of the things that I wanted to move to is, is, you know, once you get to the transaction, Wayne, you know, the things that I, that I feel very passionate about because I am a general contractor, you know, in, in just the term alone contracting, we contract with vendors, we rely on subcontractors to, you know, to deliver the product, um, and the, and the exp- and bring the expertise to the specific, um, you know, role that they're, that, that they're licensed in, whether it's, you know, mechanical trades, you know, electrical heating and air plumbing, um, and, and things of that nature, or, you know, handyman work or, you know, basically cleaning a pool. So one of the things that, um, we're developing, uh, through a company that we started, it's called the Dakota design build cooperative. Uh, it's going to be a website. Uh, it's going to be a vendor program. It's going to be a, a very, um, robust vendor program. It's, you're going to find us at DDBC, ddbc.pro. Um, so it stands for Dakota Design Build Cooperative. And what we're doing is it's going to be statewide. We have um, the mega market. So it could be the Tampa Tampa Bay area. So it would be Tampa, St. Pete, Clearwater, you know, Tarpon Springs and, and, and the vicinities all around the Tampa Bay area, what a typical MSA market would be. And it's going to have a multitude of vendors. And, you know, it's not going to be just a free-for-all. These vendors are going to have to provide insurances, uh, which is roughly, you know, general liability, workman's comp, and the things that we typically take for granted um, that we, oh, we just assume everybody has and not everybody yeah. does have that. Um, and we do that in the general contracting business. So I wanted to push that onto, uh, 
um, you know, to the agents, you know, because they, they may have um, several people that they go to, whether it's a roofer or a handyman or a few things. But there's a lot of holes out there. And we started out with a simple Facebook group. Um, and, right. you know, constantly throughout the day, there's questions. Hey, do you have a good handyman? Do you have um, a good consultant that can help me with this or that? Um, I have a situation where, you know, we had a home inspection and there's a few things and the, and the, and the consumer is spooked. And those are the things that I feel that, that those uh, agents in the next five years are going to need to be armed with. Um, but, yeah, hey, well, Wayne, I want to thank you for your time. Uh, it's been a fantastic hour with you. Uh, thank you, James. It's been a real privilege to be able to spend this time with you and uh, and really uh, just talk about some of uh, of what's going on in the business and what a great job you guys are doing. I really appreciate your time. This is James Ramos with the Move With Me radio program. You can find me at jamesramos.com or follow me on Twitter at JRTPA. Take care, and we'll be back next week. Thanks for joining us today. If you missed all of the program or want to hear it again, listen to the podcast on jamesramos.com or on YouTube at Ramos Media Network. See you next week with Ramos Design Build, Tampa Bay's premier real estate design, build, and construction company. Homes are built to bring people together. It's the place that families gather to create memories that last a lifetime. With that in mind, you want a builder who requires a design to reflect your expectations. Ramos Design Build is that company. They understand this concept, offer a concierge level of service, ensuring that you are involved in every step of the design build process. Ramos Design Build integrates the latest in construction technology, building you a home that will last for generations. Ramos has a portfolio of satisfied clients from its decades of service in the Tampa Bay community. If you are looking for a luxury remodel, a home renovation, or a custom home built from the ground up, contact Ramos Design Build at RamosDesignBuild.com. That's RamosDesignBuild.com. Hi, my name is James Ramos. I am a licensed general contractor at Ramos Design Build. When someone asks why I do what I do, I am proud to say that I help bring families back to the table. And when you partner with Ramos, we make your family's home dreams a reality. Ramos Design Build, construction, development, and renovation. A legacy since 1956.